atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August the 6th in the year of our Lord 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday's show, always in order. We talked to our guest, Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, and we talked about the judge throws a wrench into U.S. extradition proceedings against Julian Assange. We talked about a U.S. judge has ruled that WikiLeaks was fully entitled to publish the Democratic National Committee's um, information or emails, if you will. It's not a crime at all, folks. No law was broken is the bottom line. They didn't steal it. There's no proof they stole it, but they certainly have every right to publish it. If WikiLeaks can be held liable for publishing documents concerning the DNC's political and financial voter engagement strategies simply because the DNC labels them as, quote, private or secret, well, then any newspaper in the country is in trouble for almost anything they report is the bottom line. All right, we talked about Attorney General Bob Barr orders reinstatement of death penalty. Again, I believe the death penalty as a principle of God. I don't necessarily believe that our corrupt government, the corrupt justice system, can administer it properly. We've got to be very careful, and it's certainly not a federal government issue. It's a state issue anyway. So Bob Barr breaking his constitutional oath, in our humble opinion. Sad but true. I Am Alala, an incredible book. The girl who stood up for education was shot by the Taliban for it. Our prayers are with her. I guess she made it, survived it. And what an example she is. Uh, and, um, you know, we need to learn more about some of these stories, don't we? All right, that's our one hour, too. Scott Bradley normally with us, but out on uh, travel for a speaking engagement. No cell coverage. So, you know, there you go. We talked about a hero soldier. His name is Glendon Oakley and Jr. And the guy's just a tremendous American. He saved children's lives during the during the El Paso shooting. An African-American just standing up saying, you know what? I'm doing, well, for your children, what I would want done for my children. What an example. What a great guy. I commend him. I guess he's a, a military vet as well, and we thank him for his service. And we'd love to just say, hey, you know what? We're not uh, here to you know pile accolades on you. Everybody's embarrassed when that happens. At least the good people are. Um, he's just saying, I, I did what I thought was right. That's all, guys. I You know. But I'd love to stand shoulder to shoulder with a guy like that defending the sacred cause of liberty. I'll tell you that right now. Good for him. Thank you, sir. Thank you not only for your service to defend us in the civilian life, but in the military as well. Trump promises action after weekend shootings in Ohio and Texas. Donald, uh, I support action. Action to stand up for God-given unalienable rights. But you know what? Don't try to take away our guns, buddy. That's the wrong unconstitutional action. You've sworn an oath to the Supreme Law, sir. You better stick with it. Time will tell if he will. Mulvaney says, quote, 
shootings, not Trump's fault. I blame the people who pulled the trigger. That's a wise reality check, isn't it? But Maxine Waters, out in the weeds, blames Trump for escalating killings after shootings. I don't know that Trump's escalating killings. Wow. Sanders even goes further than Trump, though. Bernie, unstable people see Trump's racist rhetoric as a sign to take up arms. I don't blame any rhetoric, whether it's Maxine Waters on one side, Ocasio-Cortez and crew, or whether it's Trump on the other side with a lot of the rhetoric. I don't blame them for any actions by wicked people. We're not responsible for Adam's transgression. Uh, nevertheless, I, I really want language to, to, or people to understand that language does precede oftentimes what happens. Right? I can't blame it on the actions of another, but I can say we always want to make sure that our speech advocates for what we truly want the outcome to be. In my humble opinion, we are all God's children. We should behave like it. We should be kind to one another. We should look for a clarion call for civility. We should back off on the rhetoric and the hate and the anger, and, the, and we should try to work together. Actor Rain Wilson takes it even further. Biggest threat to America is angry white men with guns. Now, the interesting thing about this is if you study uh, over the last 20 years or even over the last year, all the people who have gone ballistic with guns, you put all the pictures of the um, shooters side by side. It's not a white fest of anger, folks. Now, I agree there's angry people out there, that's for sure. But let's not make it a racial issue, please. Because we need to stand together. Race aside, good people against wickedness and evil and murder. We need to stand for pro-life and uh, we need to work together, folks. We've got to get this race discussion and this anger and this hatred gone. We'll talk about the solutions in a minute as the broadcast unfolds. We also talked about the El Paso shooter claimed to be radicalized even before Trump. So there goes the narrative about that it's Trump's fault falling to pieces. Box office. What do they call this thing? Hobbs and Shaw. Big guns and fast cars wins the weekend with $60 million box office numbers, I guess. Representative Dan Crenshaw pushes... Red flag laws in wake of shootings. The Democratic Socialists of America met last weekend. They had an annual convention in um, Atlanta over the weekend. Atlanta, Georgia there. The Socialists having a big old party over the weekend, huh? I stand against socialism, ladies and gentlemen. Rand Paul, Life at Conception Act. Good work there, Rand. Others are working on pro-life as well. And I'm glad to see Rand standing up for it. Palestinian rioters raise Nazi swastika flag, which I don't really understand all that, but there you have it. I'm against really rioting, and I'm against raising a swastika flag. I'll tell you that. 14-year-old double amputee throws touchdown at Lions practice. That's kind of cool. What a dream come true for the young man, huh? That's pretty neat. Brady, meaning Tom Brady and Patriots agree. On two-year extension, massive contract. What do you make? $23 million in a single year? Good for Tom. Tom Brady tweets photo of his draft card. He says to never forget where you came from. We're talking about his uh, not military draft card. Uh, we're talking about his draft card, what, for the NFL? Saying to never forget where you came from. That's always a good adage. Remember, you know, we're all God's children, and we're all really the same. We shouldn't focus on rock stars and... You know, that's one of the geniuses of America is that there weren't royalty and kings and queens and then the rest of us great unwashed. It was more about, you know what? We're all God's children. We have a godly heritage. 
and we should behave like it. Tom Brady's diet, I guess he has a book out about it, makes strange claims about body chemistry, they claim. He says the Super Bowl Giants diet is healthy, just not for the reasons that he claims. Uh, anyway, bottom line is, as I look at his diet, seems like a bunch of common sense to me. The more natural the food is, the more God, you know, given the food is, the better it is for you. The more packaged it is, the worse it is for you. The more chemicals in it, the worse it is for you. Stick with a lot of vegetables and fruits and, uh, you know, basic, you know, proteins. The less ingredients in the food you eat, the better. And uh, I don't see how you can really criticize it. It's amazing um, how... We just want to fight about everything. Eggs are good for you. No, they're horrible. This is good for you. No, it's not as awful. Hey, eat fruit. No, don't eat fruit. It forces your blood sugar too high. Eat this. and Oh, don't do that. And I mean, It just seems like it never ends. But I would agree with Kurt Cosby that, you know what? Make sure when you're tired, you get sleep. Make sure when you're hungry, you eat. But make sure when you eat, you eat good foods, things that are good for you. You know, vegetables and fruits and a little bit of grain and, you know, a little bit of meat and, you know, eat sparingly, eat carefully. We eat way too much food in our society, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, uh, great advice from Tom Brady, and it's interesting to me how they just battle about it. He's right, but he's right for the wrong reasons. What? I mean, it's just weird stuff. Uh, anyway, the good news is that we the people are working together. The good news is that news the networks refuse to use is on the air with Liberty Roundtable Live. You know what? Ourselves, meaning Sam and Kurt and many other talk show hosts, just doing a phenomenal job to bring up a lot of news the mainstream press doesn't want to talk about. And you say we're nobodies and that we're tiny talk show hosts and all that kind of stuff, but I respond and say, you know, we might not get the credit for driving the news cycle and moving the headlines and stuff like that, but there's a lot of things they would never talk about. But when we force the discussion, they end up talking about it, even though they don't want to. So we may not be the news, quote, makers getting the public eye, but we oftentimes influence the news cycle much more than you can imagine. Right? That's a recap of yesterday's show brought to you in part by Raw Honey. Raw Honey delivered directly to your door. Tastes phenomenal. Multiple flavors. And, I mean, it's just fantastic stuff. What? God's given? God's ordained sugar, if you will? Uh, anyway, pretty good stuff. I got some in my house and recommend you get some as well. Get a hold of Kurt to learn more about it. Dial him at 801-669-2211, or you can text that same number, 801-669-2211, or email Kurt, C-U-R-T, at LibertyRoundTable.com, or you can go to his website, LocalHoneyMan.com. That's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. News the networks refuse to use today starts now, and the local honeyman's with us. Kurt Crosby, welcome, Buenos sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. All right. You get to praise and condemn Donald all in the same phrase, uh, sentence there, Kurt. Now, Donald Trump forcefully condemns mass shootings, says hate has no place in America. Do you agree, Kurt? Yeah. I agree with Donald. But you know what? I don't like hate. I'm against hate. But I don't really know what that means. Because people can have their own freedom of thought and conscience as they choose. Let's talk about it. Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. 
Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, so Donald Trump forcefully condemns mass shootings. I agree 100%. Says hate has no place in America. I agree that I'm not for hate. But if we're not very careful, we use this label, uh, in my opinion, if we're not very careful, to try to become the thought police, to decide what you can think and what you can't. I'm not for hatred, Kurt, but you know what? I believe people have the right to their own conscience. Uh, and even though I don't believe hate is a, is a valuable belief or feeling or attitude or, you know, whatever, uh, I'm not so sure that I'm ready to just condemn all hate because it's hard to know what that means, right? One man's hate is another man's love. Another man's love is another. Okay. So if I say that I believe white people should be able to celebrate their own heritage, is that a hate statement, Kurt? So it all depends on who de- who's defining the hate, and that's my concern. Your thoughts, Kurt? You know, I was thinking about the uh, the book called The Alliance, and how uh, in that book it talks about the little thing that they put like in the back of their neck, um, so that pretty much um, if you know this the overseers noticed that they somebody was getting a little bit. I guess you could say hateful or a little upset, you know, they could kind of give them a little shock and kind of wake them back up, sort of like you do with those little dogs. Bring them to their senses, you know, Kurt. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's just thinking about how, uh, hey, with uh, something like that and all those little experts watching over us to make sure we, you know, don't 
do anything hateful, you know. Uh, so, uh, this is not an endorsement so of hate, ladies and gentlemen, but it is an endorsement that we all have emotions and we have a right to our conscience and our own thoughts, right? Well, yeah, and and uh, if you take away the opportunity to choose, um, there's there's been a battle about that for a long time. Uh, in my opinion, you've got, uh, you know, God that gives us those um, opportunities to make choices and then uh, the adversary uh, basically saying hey uh, I'll make those for you and we'll you know force you to do good uh, and if you're not careful you get government uh, taking the wrong side of this issue yes indeed and so don't get me wrong I'm not endorsing hate in any way all I'm telling you is when you say hate has no place in America who decides what hate is and what it's not right and that, in my opinion, is where the, you know, problem comes. Let's say that I believe in Jesus Christ, Kurt. Is that a hate message? To some people it is, Sam, because yeah, of that's the right. teachings of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know, Jesus Christ and his teachings, I mean, it just shows that you're against everybody that doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, or you're against people who do, uh, believe in different religions or the absence of religion, and you hate on all those other people. Now, I don't believe that's true. I'm just saying that's, that's where this goes if you're not very careful. So we need to be very careful with hate legislation and you know saying there's no place for hate in America. And Now, I agree there's no place for violent action or abuse or whatever. I condemn the mass shootings as well, and, and I don't think hate's a good emotion necessarily. Uh, but I am saying people need to kind of work through that themselves. We need to tie them to the Prince of Peace and tie them to love. And uh, people need to be taught that love is a stronger, more powerful emotion than hate. And good and positive is always stronger than negative and you know, we've got a lot of work to do in terms of education about these issues, but I'd be very careful the second we become the thought police and become the uh, violator of somebody's conscience. Uh, their conscience, their belief system, their emotions is one of their greatest assets. And if we take them away, whose side of this battle are we on? The side of agency and choice and freedom or the side of tyranny and force? Donald Trump then calling for gun control. Immigration deal in wake of attacks, Kurt. Did you see this? I think I heard something about this. Uh, now, I got to say, shame on the Donald for calling for gun control, Kurt. You know, at least the statement I heard about him, you know, or heard from him, his own words, uh, because, you know, he had a rather long statement on it. Uh, that oh, I he usually goes on for a long pretty time. Detailed. Yeah, so I don't know for sure if you've got that or if you're just basically getting what they tell us that he said. Uh, well, but um, you know, it's you hard know. to say because I don't, I don't know what he's done. He's done some very strange things on gun control. On one hand, he says, let's get, a gun free, get rid of gun-free zones. I'm a Second Amendment supporter. And then he says stuff like, hey, you know what? Let's just take the guns first and look at the courts or due process later. He said stuff like that. So I know quite a bit of what he's said um, in this exact example. Um, you know, you, you got to kind of look at his Twitter feed because it's the only way to get Donald into a short form. Whatever, right? So that's kind of the difficulty is that it's very hard to boil down exactly where somebody stands on something. You either get a soundbite that's too short or you get a long winded 
thing that's almost impossible to break down, right? Really, the question is, where do you think he stands on your right to keep and bear arms, Kurt? I think in general he's in defense of them. Okay, uh, but I don't know, you know, where this all leads, right? I think Donald Trump cares about our right to keep and bear arms, and he generally respects those rights. I think he gets influenced by the Democrats and when they trap him and when it becomes fever pitch, if you will. He says we must honor the sacred memory of those whom we've lost by acting as one people. Open wounds cannot heal if we are divided. I agree with President Trump on those kind of phrases, Kurt. Right? You know, one thing that uh, I thought was interesting that I heard uh, Sean Hannity bring up, and that is, uh, well, this number of shootings in uh, El Paso, and I guess it's Dayton, Ohio, was uh, small compared to what, you know, basically is like a weekend uh, in Chicago, Sam. Um, and yet, um, as far as I know, nobody really brings that up on a regular basis, you know. Uh, which I think is uh, pretty interesting, don't you? Yeah, Donald says, God bless the people of El Paso, Texas. We're lowering the flags in memory of them. God bless the people of Dayton, Ohio. I agree with those statements from President Trump. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Texas and Ohio. Today's shooting, this is, you know, several days ago, but the shooting in El Paso, Texas was not only tragic, but it was an act of cowardice. I agree. God be with you all. Donald Trump pledges full support for the victims. I agree with that. There's nothing racist about Donald Trump standing against hate. I agree with that, too. It's not racist. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot here, Kurt. A lot to cover. But I look at it and I say, I don't really know where we go with this. I believe that the Republicans are really, right now, trying to take away our right to keep and bear arms. They all dream of civilian disarmament. The swamp wants to turn gun ownership into a government-granted privilege instead of a God-given government. Or I'm sorry, let me start over. The swamp wants to turn gun ownership into a government-granted privilege instead of a God-given unalienable right, Kurt. We are facing the biggest threat to the Second Amendment that we have seen in literally years. This is far worse than anything we saw under the Obama administration because for the first time, the Republicans are excited to take away our guns. All right? And so it's very concerning here, Kurt. And I don't know who's going to be on whose side of this thing. So I'm not here to attack the Donald and say he's ready to take away your guns. I genuinely have believed and still believe that Donald Trump is a Second Amendment supporter. But now I see a little bit of difference. You've got a lot of people proposing different crazy things. There's two bills that are up for discussion. Kurt, I don't know if you've seen this. One's called the Bipartisan Background Check of 2019. It's H.R. 8, if you will. The other one is called the Enhanced Background Checks Act of 2019, H.R. 1112. And both of these bills are very dangerous. You see, the shooters in both Texas and Ohio bought their guns legally. They both filled out the ATF form, and there was no reason or no red flags. 
they check their criminal and mental health records and everything else, and nothing to prohibit the sale, Kurt. But the problem is uh, they want to start cranking up these red flag laws where they can have all kinds of exceptions to your right to keep and bear arms. If you served in the military, it's a flag. If you're white, it's a flag. If you're conservative and believe in, you know, it's a flag. And we need to be very, very, very careful. And the problem is, um, if you go to gunowners.org, you got Eric Pratt, our good buddy, speaking out very boldly, warning about all this. That's where I get this, um, uh, you know, guidance to say, you know, we got to be very, very careful here. Um, A lot of Republicans and a lot of conservatives and a lot of people that would surprise you are on the wrong side of this one, folks. The panic brings out confusion. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The White House now says President Trump will visit El Paso, Texas tomorrow in the wake of a mass shooting there on Saturday that left 22 people dead, followed by one in Dayton hours later. Meanwhile, South Bend, Indiana Mayor and 2020 presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg says he's sick of nothing being done to curb gun violence in America. He says America has become too accepting of the unacceptable. We do it on health care, simply accepting that we're the only country in the developed world where we don't have universal health care. We accept it on infrastructure, and we accept it on guns. He was speaking on MSNBC. Yesterday, the worst day on Wall Street this year because of the trade war with China, and now China's announced it has stopped buying all U.S. farm products because of the president's latest tariffs threat. And this is USA Radio News. It is a horrible scenario, but it happens. Dennis writes about his wife. She was diagnosed with leukemia. In fact, she's a two-time survivor. And in the midst of all that, they ran up over a million dollars in medical bills. Thankfully, they're MediShare members. And Dennis says they are so thankful for that, how others came together to meet their needs. And that's how so many MediShare members feel. This is not health insurance. It's different. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And like Dennis found out, it just works. So if you join MediShare, not only do you save a lot of money, the typical family saves about 500 bucks a month, but you know where your money's going each month. You're helping people, and if the time should come, they'll be helping and even praying for you. So, yes, it's different, and as more than 400,000 people now know, when it comes to health care costs, different is beautiful. Find out more. Call 833 34 Bible. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. A gun show that was scheduled for this weekend in Dayton, Ohio, has been scrapped after the mass shooting that left nine people dead on Sunday there. The Virginia-based promoter of the show announcing the cancellation, saying that the community needs more time to heal and come together after that tragedy. An event page dedicated to a originally tongue-in-cheek raid on Area 51 has been taken down now by Facebook. More than 2 million people had signed up for the event that was planned for September 20th at that military installation in Nevada. Matthew Roberts, the event's original creator, says the page was removed because it violated community standards, but he received no further explanation from Facebook. 
There's a new genetic study underway using information from over 165,000 U.S. veterans to try to learn why post-traumatic stress disorder affects some but not other vets. It's an urgent question as suicide rates are higher among vets suffering from PTSD. This is USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, never forget that good guys with guns stop bad guys with guns, okay? Understand, guns are never the problem. It's people that can be the problem. Kurt Cosby's with me. It's hard to know what Donald stands for, Kurt. They all dream of disarmament. Trump calls for gun control and immigration deal in wake of attacks. Uh, The swamp wants to turn gun ownership into a government-granted privilege instead of a God-given right. Um... Eric Pratt speaking out and saying we're facing the biggest threat to the Second Amendment we've seen in a long time. And he talks about two bills that are up before Congress. The Republicans are giddy over these. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to know where to, where they all stand on this thing. But I, I say we're facing a very big concern. The panic confuses people, Kurt. Well, that's true, Sam. It always does. And people need to have cool heads and simply look at uh, you know the picture as it is uh you know that's why i bring up the whole chicago one that basically is a you know standard weekend in chicago uh you get more shootings than this and yet uh you know uh nobody brings that up and says it's a mass shooting uh you know and we've got to do something about it uh frankly because uh, you know they've got quote gun control in chicago and all that stuff and yet you don't see that as being a solution it's just not yeah there's an article uh from 2013 but i bring up now bring it up now because it's just as relevant as it was the day it was written by cbs new or cns news kurt headline says an estimated 500,000 to 3 million lives are saved annually through the defensive use of firearms, and that was a study that Barack Obama commissioned, and it didn't come back favorably, so they didn't cover it much. But that is out there, uh, and as far as I can tell, it's an important study to highlight, Kurt, in this. So, you know what? I think guns in the hands of good guys is a great answer. I get that we need to, you know, use educational campaigns to have proper training. Uh, you know, I get a lot of that, and I get that sometimes there's tragedies from guns. I understand. But most of the time, you know what? Good guys with guns stop bad guys uh, with guns. And even every time that one of these shooters gets stopped, Curtis, the cops with a gun that stops them. So they, they lose sight of the fact that every time it takes a gun to stop a bad guy with a gun. And that's important to kind of understand. Uh, now, Huckabee, that's Mike Huckabee, what, uh, former? Just a real, yes, sir. real quick question. Sure. Um, did you, um, have you seen many reports on, uh, you know, the possibility that these shooters were, you know, on drugs etc and uh well they're not talking about that and that's a, a point that we'll get to here in a minute um but yes i believe a lot, almost all these shooters that we can point to in the last 20 plus years since this has really expanded you know it used to be where we'd go weeks and weeks and weeks with no shootings kurt in america mm-hmm. and now it's changed and you're bringing up in my opinion one of the reasons and highlighting one of the uh, the causes of the, why has it changed uh, and I believe a lot of times these shooters are on drugs. Now, I haven't heard in these two cases if they were or not. Have you? Um, you know, I've heard some interesting things. I don't have a source, um, at least, you know, something that I could point yeah, to. Yeah, they right make it now. very I've hard heard, to do that. Um, 
for example, that, um, you know, there was a police response in like a minute or uh, 30 seconds or something like that. And I'm kind of wondering, wow, how did they, uh, you know, I mean, they were right there at the... Um, yeah, at well, there's that allegations instance. that some of the news folks even reported at one of the shootings before it even happened, Kurt. Now, whether that's factual well, we've or not, we've got to get into the timelines, but we've you seen know, this we kind of stuff. We saw that with the... Uh, with the uh, 9-11 deal, right? I mean, you had the reports being um, you know, sent out about it uh, basically overseas even before it happened. And uh, so when you see this kind of stuff, you just start scratching your head going, hmm, what's happening here, you know? Uh, yeah, but, and, you know, they want you to believe that all the shooters are white. This is a white supremacy move and stuff like that. But if you put the last 50 shooters together and stuff like that, you won't see a big white narrative, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that's interesting is Mike Huckabee, you know, former governor of Arkansas, speaking out on this, yeah, saying yeah. thoughts and prayers are the only thing that will stop mass shootings. I agree with his general point that we need more thoughts and prayers and stuff like that. I agree, but I don't think that's the only thing that will stop these shootings, Kurt. I think there's a lot of things we can point to uh, for solutions. And one of the things we need to point to are the causes. And one of the great causes, as you mentioned, many of these people are on psychiatric medication of some kind, if not all of them. I don't know if there's an exception or not. Again, it's just too... Altering drugs. Yeah, mind-altering yeah. drugs. And it's very hard to dig into every single case and know what they were on because, again, you got HIPAA in the way, which is a privacy you know, act, medically speaking, or whatever that makes it. Okay, so it's very hard to get intel on this. But as far as I can tell, almost all these people have been on some type of psychiatric drugs. They've also been seeing some kind of psychologist or psychiatrist. Oftentimes they have ties to military, uh, etc. And so, you know, those are concerns. Uh, I think less of these drugs, if you go pull the inserts on these drugs, Kurt, and read the side effects, nine times out of ten, violence and anger and suicidal tendencies and are side effects of these medications. So that rises the concern there. So, you know, we ought to have less people on drugs. I know that once in a while there might be a need for medication, I understand, but most people don't need medication. What they need is stable lives. In my opinion, and there have been a few conservative organizations, Kurt, that have written up responses to the recent shootings, and they've talked about some of these things for a stable life. For example, a religious upbringing. You know what? I'm not here to debate whether you're a Baptist or a Methodist or a Protestant or a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or a Catholic or, you know, I'm not I'm not picking that. What I'm saying, though, is that, you know what? We need to believe in thou shalt not kill. We need to believe in our godly heritage. I mean, the Bible teaches we are the offspring of God. We need to realize that we have a tie to a God, a father in heaven who loves us. And he cares about us. I know, you know, when you look into the vast universe, it's easy to feel lonely and insignificant. Uh, But if you pray to God, if you turn to him and you pray to, you know, our father in heaven, in the name of Jesus Christ, our savior, you begin to feel a presence of the spirit of God, love comfort, strength, that you know what? I might be tiny in the universe, but I am not insignificant. I have a godly heritage. And you teach people these principles and they become empowered. First off, they have a blueprint for their lives, his commandments, Kurt. Secondly, they feel some love and all is not lost. But secondly, then surrounding someone with good family and friends. And most of the time you'll find that these shooters come from very broken homes. Uh, Nine times out of 10, fatherless homes nine times out of ten 
a divorce somewhere. Nine times out of 10, no religious upbringing. Nine times, well, let me say this, a significant number uh, play first person shooter video games constantly. And, and I'm not saying that each one of these things makes a shooter. Somebody's going to come up and go, well, I grew up with a dad. You're not calling me a you know, murderer, are you? No, of course not. I'm saying all these contributing factors at some point, the straw breaks the camel's back. At some point, there's a, a synergism of negativity that goes on. And when you have fatherless homes, when you have tons of violent video games in the homes, uh, when you have children, latchkey kids raising themselves, uh, when you have uh, this example where they don't have a, a, a relationship with God and a reason thou shalt not kill firmly planted in their hearts and minds from the cradle, and when you have situations where the, you know women reject them, society rejects them, uh, it adds fuel to the fire, and every piece matters. And I believe the answers lie in God, family, and country. And I believe the answers lie in, you know what, do we love the Lord our God and our neighbor as ourselves? If these shooters oftentimes were to receive some kindness, some love, and I know that some of these people may be very weird or uh, mentally unstable, and I, I get all that. But what drives that mental instability? And oftentimes it's fatherless homes. It's abuse at a young age. Uh, there's no stability of, of those around them, a family or loved ones. There's no role models in their lives. There's no appropriate understanding of male and female relationships uh, to get them through. Um, women are wicked when you feel unwanted is kind of the idea. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying this is where they kind of go. And one thing leads to another. And then inst mental instabilities continue. And then they get with the movies of modern day of violence. I'll, I'll give you the born movies, for an instance. Or, uh, and, and you add this violent video game stuff. And you add. I'm not saying that most people will go shoot because of that. I am saying that all these things together, you've got to look at cause and effect and you've got to say hey no god in someone's life no family in someone's life no stability and love and kindness in someone's life and pretty soon it's 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 not acceptable or it, it, from a emotional point of view i don't understand it but from a logical point of view i get that these people oftentimes are societally and circumstantially without love brought to the brink and so I personally think, rather than fighting between the Republicans and Democrats, rather than trying to take guns away from the good guys and violating our supreme law of the land, I think that we need to focus on some of these parameters. Hey, let's get people off psychiatric drugs where the side effects are suicide and violence. Let's get people a little love and direction in their lives. Liberty Roundtable, live. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. 
Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't going to happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class, or rich, it ain't going to happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It ain't going to happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S., Huckabee's comments, believe it or not, of all the people babbling about this horrible incident, Kurt, I think Huckabee's the most spot on, although I think we need a more comprehensive point out options on this. Huckabee says thoughts and prayers are the only thing that will stop mass shootings. And, uh, you know, hopefully I've expanded on a lot of his points. I agree with uh, his general direction, though. That, I believe, is where the answers are, Kurt. Well, yeah, and I would simply uh, emphasize or, you know, maybe I guess you could say go beyond that and saying, look, look at what's happened in our society, ladies and gentlemen, since we've replaced, we've taken God out of our schools, our government schools, and we've basically replaced him with the... well, a godless society, and uh, you know, if if you even attempt uh, to put the Ten Commandments up, you know, teach people that thou shalt not kill and other important things, then you're uh, some kind of a, um, well, you're a religious bigot, and uh, you know, if you take those good things out of society, you have uh, a lawless and a uh, well, a society like we have now, Sam. Or yeah, and the saddest part to me, though, is that everybody's bickering and everybody's pointing the finger at somebody else, and it's racism and it's hatred and it's, you know, this and it's that. And it's. Is there a way for us to focus a little more, Kurt, on the solutions, on what can really make a difference? So, Kurt gave me the president's statement if I would like it. Well, I ripped that. Why don't you tell us what he said, Kurt? It's a nine minutes and 58 seconds, so it'll take me a while the, to rip that 10 minutes. Concerning, Hold on, then it'll take me a while to listen. Then it'll take me a while to edit yeah. it down, right? So I'll be I working on that. To Go ahead, it already, and so I'm just telling you that at least you hear the words that he says instead of the words that uh, they tell you he says. But Yeah, so email me the time markers, me, and I'll, I'll trim out what you got there. I'm ripping it right now. Uh, 
as far as I could tell, there wasn't anything to rip out. There's not like, uh, you know, com. I mean, uh, there weren't any clappings or anything like that. It's not at a rally. It's just, you know, he's coming forward and putting the uh, microphone there, and he's basically got a statement. And uh, so, you know, there's there's part that I'm sure you want to comment about. Uh, the red flag kind of laws, you know, is a part that concerned me. Um, you know, where it all just depends on who's doing that. Uh, if I uh, if I'm doing the guys, you know, figuring out who's going to be red flagged and have their guns taken away, then I would be doing it way different than. Uh, you know, I'm sure Bernie and the, uh, you know, Hillary crowd would be doing. Um, so that's that's concerning to yes, me. Yes, it is. Um, All right, Dateline uh, El Paso, Kurt. Well, um, you know, in El Paso is, of course, uh, where you've got some different things going on. But in this case, uh, you know, El Paso, Chicago, uh, Dayton. Uh, says media doesn't treat all gun violence the same. This is a USA Today piece, and uh, mentions something about this. But you know, it's a very, very good point. You know, uh, you get all told about how terrible things are in El Paso and Dayton. And they are, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean that's a problem. Uh, but what about? Um, Chicago, that's basically, you know, the home of Obama and a uh, gun control area that's already got those things in place. Yet, um, basically, you've got more gun violence than pretty much anywhere, as far as I can tell, Sam. Well, of course you do, but nobody's going to highlight that. They like to, you know, kind of ignore that or whatever, right? Well, and that's the main reason to bring it up, I'd say. Well, uh, there you go. Now, they say suspected gunmen caught on video, right, Kurt? Well, yeah, Sam. In this case, uh, you know, this was a black man. Uh, this is a Breitbart piece. Uh, and he, uh, a little while back, basically was saying, hey, man, I don't like uh, uh, white people in my hood. Uh, I mean, you don't hear much about that. You just hear these, uh, you know, stories of these quote white nationalists and and uh i mean that's pretty interesting to me uh sam um you know at least i wasn't aware of this is a uh of course breitbart's not going to get touted by hardly anybody and yet uh that's pretty important uh yeah it's very important and so the question is is hey there were you know so many people were shot in chicago this weekend or last weekend i should say a hospital had to briefly stop taking patients. It was so bad. And the same weekend as massacres in uh, Texas and Ohio, 15 people were shot in two Chicago incidents. Why on earth aren't those highlighted as mass shootings? And I think your point's right on both of those realities. But again, Kurt, it doesn't fit their narrative. That's exactly right. Which is the reason we do what we do. Absolutely. And the media. Um, you know, in this case where the uh, suspected gunman was caught on video that said, uh, I don't like white people in my hood. This guy was in uh, Cincinnati and uh, was allegedly, they say, shooting at cars. I don't know why they say allegedly when people have it on video. I mean, 
you know, why sit there and say allegedly? You know, you can see it. Uh, guy okay. was 18 years old. Devonta Allen uh, is his name of Kennedy Heights. They love to uh, use allegedly and so-called, Kurt. Yeah. Um, anyway, shooting at vehicles with a gun while yelling, I don't like white people in my hood, according to WKRC. Uh, incident reportedly began over a stolen vehicle before shots were fired. He's black. He faces four charges of felonious assault for firing three gunshots at four people. Um, and who's this guy? Shots at four people. This is this one uh, that basically was a suspected gunman caught on video. You know, you're not. And this isn't the Ohio or the Texas it. one. Though. This is no. another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was uh, one that. Yeah, it's in know, Chicago, buddy. The, it, it didn't. Well, it's in Cincinnati. This okay, one so this is, one's uh, in Ohio. So yeah, you got a yeah. lot that they don't focus on because it doesn't highlight their narrative. Yeah. Now That's it's right. interesting to know too. CNN falsely claiming, Kurt, again, this is fake news everywhere, but no one's focusing on it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. Uh, in this story, uh, the uh, headline reads uh, from Breitbart, CNN falsely claims Trump ended rule to keep guns from mentally ill. And, uh, you know, I, I mean... It's part of the whole uh, fake news thing, I guess, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, I did hear a report on that saying that he had already done that. And I thought, hmm, I hadn't heard that. And yet, uh, you know, this Breitbart piece brings that up. The bottom line, Curtis, they're just starting to outright flat out lie. Okay, the mainstream well, press is just like flat it's out been lying. going on for a long time. And even when they make a mistake... Then they, you know, used to kind of try to backtrack and correct some of the things or at least put the, you know, now they don't even do that anymore. For example, they're still running around saying Donald praised the white supremacists in the, uh, oh, what's that incident? Charlottesville disaster or whatever you want to call it. And he said, you know, there's good people on both sides, but he never in any way said that the. Um, Nazis or whatever term you want to use, white supremacists or, you know, I don't like those terms necessarily, but uh, he never praised them or said they were okay or nice or whatever people. He never said that at all. But the mainstream press continuing to push that narrative and they know it isn't true, Kurt. It flat out isn't true. He never said that. He said there were good people on both sides that came out to, you know, on their belief on the statue. They weren't violent. They weren't evil. They weren't bad guys. And then he condemned evil on both sides. Uh, yeah, but they're not giving any bad guys on both sides. Yeah. Right. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of interesting. But I want to highlight a solution story before the end of the hour, Kurt. Yeah. I guess a grandma's in the news. Well, yeah, Sam. Uh, this story, I mean, you'd think uh, this is like a solution, right? I mean, this is grandma's or solutions. And the headline from Breitbart says, uh, Grandma thwarts shooting by convincing grandson to get medical help. I guess the grandson came with her, came to her and basically said, hey, um, you know, I'm planning this, uh, you know, pretty much uh, shooting where he was going to shoot up people and then kill himself. And yet uh, the grandma, you know, convinced him to uh, not do this. This is in the Northern District of Texas, uh, Lubbock, Texas, by the way. And this grandma stopped a possible mass shooting 
by convincing her grandson to get medical help after he told her he planned to kill people with his rifle. Um, and uh, the grandmother pleaded with him to seek medical treatment at a nearby hospital, and he agreed, according to authorities. Uh, she, uh, the press release said, uh, sensing he was both homicidal and suicidal, she convinced him to allow her to bring him to a local hospital instead. Uh, reports state that police found the AK-47 inside a hotel room that the uh, grandson had rented, along with 17 lo loaded magazines, knives, and black clothing. I mean, uh, this was a tragedy averted, uh, this is what they said. Uh, and they said, I want to praise the defendant's grandmother. You know, this is like a solution, isn't it's it? It's a solution, and you got to ask the question, do you think that kid was on psychiatric drugs, Kurt? I'll bet he was, but I don't see that. Well, it says authorities also found documents chronicling William's depression disorder and antidepressant medication inside the hotel room. See, there again. So that, and we had the powerful like testimony of a young man who was actually yep. a very Christian man who literally talked about how he blacked out on those medications, went in, almost That's shot right. up a school, and his friends stopped him and appealed to his real subconscious on. or whatever. And, and when he came out of it, he didn't even know what had happened or anything else. It was the medication that drove him there. And he spoke out powerfully before the FDA and, and, and a congressional committee on that and everything, saying, hey, this is something that we really got to deal with. And again, it doesn't fit their narrative, Kurt, so no one's talking about it. But you can search on the Internet. It's a very, very, very powerful story. That's right. The drugs get a pass. And one of the main reasons they get a pass with the media is they spend massive amounts of money in the media, Sam. Yes, and indeed. those uh, media sources would be basically just um, kind of thumbing their nose at their boss. Uh, and I don't mean that's the actual boss, but who who pays those media salaries or those advertisers? Sam? Yeah, and not only do they get a pass partly, Kurt, because they get big money in the media for, you know, yep. drug company sponsors or whatever. But it's also a situation where, Kurt, you know, when you have doctors and psychiatrists and medical professionals saying these drugs are all fine and the Food and Drug Administration saying these drugs are all fine, ignore the side effects or whatever else. It's hard for a guy like me to stand up and say how evil these drugs are and talk about, because they just say, who are you? You don't have any credibility or professional. Where's the proof of what you say? And how do you know? And why do you think you're an expert on this? And man, you're so pompous. What makes you, you're not even qualified. And, and so it's very hard for journalists who even might believe there's a problem there to stand up because their credibility gets barbecued. So that plus the point that you make is really a significant part of the problem. But I'm telling you that we need to turn to God, family, and country. I'm telling you that we need to look at the two great commandments and the Ten Commandments for guidance. And I'm telling you that Huckabee's right. We need to pray hard and work hard. What's the change? We've had guns in our society since America was founded. In fact, it was the good guys with the guns that stopped King George and gave us our freedom. I don't think good guys with guns are the problem, do you? LibertyRoundTable.com, we declare this nation shall endure. 